As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We are recording two shows within 72 hours of each other. It was like a back-to-back in NBA. Yeah, I thought the same thing. <laughs> I thought the same thing. That's what I was going to say. And this is just a mental turnaround. Good grief. <laughs> I appreciate you guys accommodating for my schedule. Um, thank you, guys. Yeah. Happy to do it. So we had a different pre-show planned, mm-hmm. and something happened this morning. So as part of our show today, we're going to have a listener mailbag. Okay. Um, one of the listeners asked a particular question about our spouses. Mm-hmm. And I tried to get them to give like a two-minute answer. <laughs> yeah. Good <laughs> so, luck. So my wife sends me a 20-minute sound clip. And I listen to it, and it's gold. Oh, no. It is gold. It's not good for you or me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but it is gold. So I have an announcement. I've already worked out a deal with the two of them. This summer, I'm going to be putting on a series of hobby packs featuring the spouses and perhaps children. Oh of the Pack to the Future podcast. They will be hobby packs. I will produce them. I'll get them lined up and take care of it. But guys, listening to this one today, (laughs) it was was gold. Gold. I told some of our listeners in our private chat, once I told them that we had these people lined up, the flood of questions came in and they're going to humiliate all of us. It's going to be awful, but it will be, um, it'll be a massage for your ears. What more can we do for you? <laughs> what what more do we have to do to entertain you all? I have no idea. There's an Adam. Oh, it's a 101. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Pack to the Future. I'm your host, Ricky, a.k.a. Mr. eBay. <laughs> and I am joined by my co-host of Partner in Crime, Dr. Chad. Someone call for a doctor? How you doing, Doc? I'm frightened by the hobby packs and hope to still be married at the end of summer. <laughs> and he's the only one that doesn't fear these upcoming hobby packs, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Please welcome Dr. Tim. 
Here we go, baby. Prepare to be underwhelmed. On this week's show, we are going to talk all things NBA Finals booklets. We're going to be talking listener questions. Uh, But before we jump into all of that, I thought we'd cover a little bit of hobby news. Timmy, why don't you start us off with uh, the golden auction coming up? Yeah. These auctions are fun to just peek in on periodically and even watch the endings of like uh, certain hobby friends that we know of. And uh, specifically, we're referring to the current month uh, golden elite auctions. So the June golden elite uh, featured lots. And there's some bangers in this lot. Yeah, there are. There absolutely are. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so these auctions are ending June 25th, so you have plenty of time to scroll over and look at these and just get a sense for how ridiculous some of these cards are. Sell your home, liquidate that cash, and get ready to bank a bid. Oh yeah, my exactly. God. Don't buy crypto. <laughs> <laughs> We're sorry, Tim. <laughs> it's been ugly. But anyway, uh, ending June 25th, you've got a couple really uh, great cards. I think obviously highlighted by the LeBron triple logo man, which has been covered to death. But What do you think about the slab? Uh, just slabbed authentic. Uh, I thought it was brilliant, actually. I like it a lot. Really? Yeah. Oh. I'll let you know that the $14 million card you're about to hand over <laughs> is uh. real uh, without actually getting a grade. And they always say you shouldn't grade a 101. You know that you're not no. going to get a replica of it. Um, no one's going to try and swap. I don't know why you would swap out that patch, but I'm a but you're also not getting a number on it, right? Like if it comes back seven, you're still going to buy the card, but it's like, ooh, it's kind of a seven. Right. I thought it was brilliant. What do you think, Tim? Uh, I'm in fierce disagreement with both of you. Mm, let's I fight. Mean, this was uh, pulled from <laughs> Flawless. Let's bring it. Yeah. No, so this was a, a case hit from Flawless. And so you've got the Panini seal on one end of that mag. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of collectors out there that feel very strongly, myself included, that that's worth mm. more than a PSA slab. By removing that seal, you have now completely ruined the one of one. Hold on. You're saying you would rather have the Panini seal than a PSA slab. Yep. Why? Because it looks better. Mm, you may oh. not be wrong. It's a notorious enough card at this point um, that people know what it looks like. You're not going to be able to alter that card ever. I don't think I'll argue with you that it looks better. However, I think that for whew, for the price of it, I want to say it being in a PSA slab is going to be worth more than the Panini sticker. Uh, I'd prefer it in a PSA slab, but if you're a non-slabbed guy or a BGS or a CESG, maybe that you know you feel similar to Tim. What about right. the test of time, though? 20, 30 years from now, if Panini yeah. is still completely removed from the major sports, are you yeah. still going to feel the same way? Uh, um, I assume PSA will still be the leader. We don't know that either, so you could argue that side of it. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be a historical relic at that right. point. Right. That'll be funny. I think it'll be swapped out at least a couple times in the sense that the PSA slab slip will be uh, on the left and then flip back over to the right and then flip back over to the left, uh, depending think, on who owns it. <laughs> I do think that they had it slabbed the correct way, if I recall. I think so, too. But um, but <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. I, I don't know what you guys say yes, is the correct way. I know correct one time way. like I thought it was correct and it yeah. was incorrect. And that's correct. You guys yeah. busted me. <laughs> Uh, what do you guys think of the card overall? I think it's a really important card. I, I think, imagine if Jordan or Ruth or Jerry Rice or some of the older greats had something like this available. No. Uh, this is going to be the new Chase card 100 years from now, I believe. Yeah. I mean, they're really just uh, amazing examples of that, too, as far as uh, just what if one of these players had something similar. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. What patch do you, or what logo man do you guys like best? So on the left, we have skinny stitch. In the middle, we have the stitch who's gained a few pounds. And then on the right, it's not a stitched on pass. It's just like a pressed on uh, version. First. This, the skinny stitch? Yes. Of the calves. And I think I have to agree with you. Yeah, I mean, those are just the better looking patches. You know, yeah. we didn't need the chunky patches. Mm-mm. No, no, no. Yeah. Um, Chad, what do you think of the card? I, I do think it's an important card. I think it's cool. I don't know that it should warrant the price tag that it's going for now. Yes, right What's now. What's it at right now? It is unique. 1.5 million. 1.5 as of recording today. However, what's to stop Panini from making another one of these next year? Oh, not much. <laughs> How pissed would you be? <laughs> About as pissed as the guy who sold Tom Brady's final touch or who bought yeah. Tom Brady's final touchdown ball Seriously. before that got traded back. Um, so that, that product ends uh, when you're hearing this one week from today. Yep. Um, yep. at air. Uh, so still plenty of time. And by the time you're hearing this podcast, if you go check this out on golden auctions website, uh, it'll probably be significantly higher than what we're oh, saying. Yeah. <laughs> you think so? I mean, where do you guys think this will end? I mean, I'm sure plenty of people have played this game at this point. There were bounties initially, yeah. right? For half a million and a million. Yeah. I've heard numbers as high as three or six. That they expect it to go for, and of course, that could be golden pumping it. Sure, yeah, I would absolutely. say the same thing if I was golden. Yeah, I was uh, gonna guess three to four. If it goes less than three, is it a disappointment? Yes, wow, yes, no, I think yes. the answer is yes, no. yeah, it is yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, no. yes. No. <laughs> a mil per uh, per uh, Jerry West, yes, uh, I think that sounds nice, three mil. Well, if it's under three, the sky is going to fall for hobby um, investors. Oh, I hope so. Oh, gosh. Well, there's that, right? Especially in this inflationary period. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting card for sure. Yeah. Um, very captivating. We were even talking about getting together the day you're listening to this just to watch this auction. We thought that'd be fun. Yeah. We At gotta, least I did, and you guys kind of humored me. And no, said, yeah. we, I think we should do it, and you guys should uh, get hammer-timed, and we should... Uh, <laughs> Then enter a break together. You know what they should have done though. Instead of having all of these end at the same time, we're going to do that. Staggered. <laughs> and you could do that too. Yeah. No, we should have. Uh, they should have staggered the end times on all oh, these options yeah. by like even thirty seconds. So do they just, not do that? Uh, looks like they all end at exactly uh, the same okay. time. Wow. Other cards of note: uh, Chad's Disney Mickey card, a PSA eight, nineteen thirty one Willis Stars is uh, being sold. Yeah, you know, oddly enough, as I just refreshed this, it, it didn't make the main page Mm-mm. right yeah. now. So it must just like, they must be editing the post or something for that to not be number two. Well, and they know that you'll take out a 15th mortgage on your home <laughs> if there's a little <laughs> mouse on the card. I love that card. Uh, <laughs> That's a great card. Yeah, it's, it's a good. PSA 8 from 1931. And I know you're kind of getting um, onto that whole like vintage older card Kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, um, surprisingly affordable. Right now, it's at fifteen hundred dollars. I mean, it's gonna go. It'll go for at least double that. Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. And just go up higher and higher. And guys, I keep looking at my eBay purchase from last week when I bought the lot from the guy over in the UK. The card looks really good on the eBay photos. Mm. I'm not gonna get that card for about a month. Mm. I don't think. But ooh, baby, could if that card looks good, that's gonna be a fun submission to do. Uh, that could be. be fun and you know what? Last week's episode, I went back to the Kobe Bryant. You like rejoicing over my failure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And I will hype up that Mickey Mouse card so much 
that if I fail, you are free to like stomp all over <laughs> me. And, and I will never, ever complain about it. <laughs> no, that's I'm scary. hoping that you get a good grade on that. You, that that's well earned. Good find. And your uh, abuse from that um, sound clip has officially ended. So, <laughs> so I, I apologize, Ricky. No, no worries. That's deserved. It, it was a funny clip. Um, can uh, I highlight two more cards? Then? Please. Just oh, for yeah. Yeah, perspective on these lots. Um, yeah. So we've got, you know, the extreme end, the vintage, right? And then for modern products, um, you know, not quite modern, modern, you've got the 2013-14 Kobe National Treasures Colossal Logoman Auto. It's uh, not a 101, surprisingly. It was one oh. of two. Wow. But uh, slabbed in a BGS 8.5, um, it's currently at $52,000. So, wow. Ricky, you had mentioned, you know, wanting to own, um, you know, something like this for right. a better player. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? I mean. Oh, yeah. I think that that's a must-have card for sure. Yeah. Um, when you get to some of these older players and 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 they can get the um, logo man in, uh, especially because when, when they're not going to play again, yeah, um, or they're not going to produce any more of those cards, yeah, uh, there's a finite number of those jerseys in existence. I, right. I think those are so cool and so meaningful to go, and we'll touch on that in a little bit in the show yeah. with our preferred talk. <laughs> man, yeah. Um, so compare that to the. 2021 Anthony Edwards Flawless Logoman RPA currently bid up to $195,000. Yeah, with still another like two weeks to go as we're recording this, one week to go as you're hearing this. Um, I think that's ridiculously uh, too high. Especially I, compared to that Kobe. I, that's right? absurd. I want to meet the individual. I'd, I'd love to have him on the air just to ask like, I want to find out what their day is like. <laughs> to say that that was a good idea to spend to click yes on one hundred ninety five thousand. And thanks for clarifying the date. I think I screwed that up earlier. So nope, good, you're good. Good yeah. call. These cards are insane, though. I mean, even the one hundred ninety five thousand dollars. As I look right now, that card's maybe number ten on the list of highest bids. You got a Jordan Red PMG. You got a Giannis yeah. NTRPA. The you, Babe Ruth we skipped over the nineteen sixteen PSA four. That's not just any Babe Ruth. That's no. what's considered his rookie, rookie card. card. Yeah, the and that card looks news. so cool. It too. does. If if you do not have a clear vision of what that card looks like, jump on just to look at that one. Yeah. And then this Kobe Bryant credentials as well, EX2000 credentials, PSA mm-hmm. 10. That one's currently at $600,000. Wow. Just a massive auction. Yeah. yeah you guys should log on to this goldenauctions.com uh, because I when, when we go on there to do some show research, I always kind of roll my eyes and think, I don't want to have to mess around with this website. It's going to be difficult to find. It's going to be like eBay. You have to track through thousands of cards. No, they just have like 20 of the nicest cards you've ever seen in your lifetime. (laughs) And you can just watch it. Like it's super easy to look at, super easy to find. I'd I'd go check it out just to uh, peruse. And uh, if we do get together in a a week, maybe we can uh, record something and and do something for the audience. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe not. Maybe y'all can get screwed. (laughs) <laughs> no i was enamored right now i'm looking no, at the michael fine. jordan rookie card that's autographed as well and thinking to myself oh my gosh i'm gonna sit down with my wife and just watch this auction and then talk to her about how she enjoys watching golden auctions for a date night on saturday on a future hobby pack so. <laughs> <laughs> Should be fun. sounds amazing <laughs> All right, Chad, what do you got for us? All right, so I'll give you a little bit of news about grading, and this time we're going to talk about PSA. They have opened their value service, Mm. finally, after a long closure. So what that means is that you will be able to grade your cards at $30 a card, cheaper than the current $50 a card for economy. Now, this $30 per card comes with a 20-card minimum. Mm -hmm. Now, 
This will be available by the time the show is released, June 9th. Cards can only be submitted from 1996 to 2002. Declared okay. value limit of $499. So I think we should pause there. A year or two ago, we declared the junk slab era as being those young 90s cards. Mm-hmm. That term caught on, and PSA has taken notice and essentially said no more early 90s oh. for this value service. <laughs> Putting the yeah. bottom floor at 1996. And the, the ceiling was surprising to me, too. Like, I think when I was glossing over things, I definitely just completely glossed over 2002 and not, like, 2012. Right. Mm. That's a pretty fierce cutoff. That is. That is. A little seven-year window of cards, they actually say, these are worthy. Oh. <laughs> well, really, what they're saying is this is the next junk slab era. Wait. Mm. Wait, so for the $30 per card, you can only submit a card made from 1996 to 2002? That's what I'm telling you. Oh, my God. That is not a misprint. That is not a typo. That uh. is not misinformation from us. <laughs> I sure hope not. Now I'm, now I'm really worried that we've <laughs> highlighted it so much <laughs> as I'm typing feverishly into my keyboard. I, if that's true, I, that can't be true. That has to be 2022. <laughs> I'm sorry, it does. <laughs> you think so? Why? <laughs> I'm nervous. Okay, according to PSA.com slash value, okay. available years 1996, thank you guys, to 2022. Oh, thank God. And thank you for calling that out. Ah, oh, damn. If we, if that, if that has it still been has that, a floor of 96, but it's 2022. Okay, so we can still um, be looking to put together a big old group submission at some point. Thank God you found that out. <laughs> oh, that didn't sound right. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Our HR department and our PR department would just have a nightmare two weeks uh, from now. I don't no. think we pay them enough to have to cover that. No, we fired our intern. Just yeah. Oh, boy. Saturday at 1030, Tim and I's phones would be blowing up. <laughs> and what I learned from the first Hobby Pack recording, silence your phone. May not wake you up, but it wakes your wife up. She's pissed about it. <laughs> and in turn, it gets mad at me because my wife ratted out to your wife that I'm the one texting you at 445 in the morning. <laughs> oh, 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 you woke up my wife with your text this morning? Yeah, and apparently, <laughs> apparently your dogs wake up too. Everyone wakes up except for you. I did not hear a thing. Oh, man. I responded at the ripe hour of 10 a.m. <laughs> God. Just turn that thing on silent. No, I know. That's the only reason why I still send them that early because I figure, you know, Ricky's got his. Yeah, that's what silence. I figure too. <laughs> it's 50 50. What are you doing? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that, we look bad too. Oh, man. Uh, okay, so 2022, a couple other points here and then let's discuss. Yeah. The new value orders will be shipped back beginning early fall of this year after the 2021 value orders ship. Okay. Including one of mine that I sent to PSA in March of 2021 that is still in the grading process. Wow. <laughs> Very frustrating. Estimated turnaround time, 120 days, and they highlight that that is estimated. Okay. Now, this is for the value service for the economy. Let's see. Am I thinking about this right? For mm -hmm. the service that we just used. 90 um, days. Our turnaround time was stated to be 90 days, but in reality was just under 60. Yeah. Which door is, to door. Yes, Not but bad. I would argue that before they came out with that 90-day window, I feel like that was we got ours in. That was still the lottery system. Yes, and so, I, I agree with you. So that could be closer to 90 days if you submit economy now. Um, yeah, true. Uh, and we just... But, but, but I was pleasantly surprised with how quick our cards came back mm -hmm. um, with what you're hearing. So maybe they'll be able to keep it truly to that 120-day window. Um. What do you guys think about this? What do you think about the price? What do you think about the turnaround time? What do you think about the restrictions? 
Well, we're finally creeping towards affordable pricing again. Okay. Um, it will be an excellent option for low-end cards you want graded, uh, and if you're able to be patient. I didn't think these would be great for flipping unless you plan carefully because there's such a long delay, uh, but I think this is an excellent option for PC that are not like super meaningful cards. Oh, Tim, we can give the listeners a good point here. Ricky, you set this up perfectly. Last year, Topps Chrome. Last year or two years ago, Luis Robert. When was he a rookie? 2020. So two years ago, when you were pulling some of his rookie cards, and I grabbed some of them as well in order to grade and then flip, we had a discussion about paying more to be the first ones to get that card graded and then resell, but we didn't. And we elected to go with the lowest level of service, and it took about a year for them to come back. And last year, I think Ricky and I joked that we were going to do one of those, like a basket of Luis Robert's, and we were going to buy them as fractional ownership <laughs> yeah. because the price had tanked so much in that period of time. Yeah, uh-huh. fierce. Ricky, you make a great point. You got to be careful about why you are submitting these cards, and if you want to flip them, it's uh, not the answer. It may not be the answer, and you could end up getting hurt yeah. very much how you did, and Ricky and I did to a much lesser degree. Absolutely. It was a large difference because at one point, those base uh, top series one Robert's were as high as $400. Yeah. Yeah. Ouch. So Oof. we cheapened out over what, like $10, $12 or something? And uh, yeah, ouch. Oof. Ouch indeed. So uh, similar to PSA, CSG is making some changes. Effective July 5th of this year, up, uh, they will be increasing the price of their submissions. Uh, submission forms beginning July 5th uh, will reflect the new changes. Any submissions... Uh, Forms completed prior to July 5th will still qualify for the old pricing, but you have to get it to them by September 6th of this year. Hmm. Um, the The price increase will uh, reflect as follows. For uh, bulk submissions, it will increase from $12 to $15. Economy from $20 to $25. Standard, $30 to $35. Express, $60 to $70. Walkthrough, $125 to $150. Um, in many cases, cases, uh, CSG also reported submitters will benefit from faster return shipping at lower costs, as well as insurance covered, uh, coverage, per, uh, procured by, uh, CSG FedEx up to 50 grand us, uh, PS up to a hundred grand. Um, what do we think about this? For me personally, never use CSG. I like the fact that they, they set up the insurance. Yeah. I mean, that's cool. And I understand that you're paying a little bit more to get that coverage. Um, their prices seem very reasonable, very affordable. Mm-hmm. You know, even for an express card, you're only paying 70 bucks, um, which I think is right around half for what you would be looking at at PSA. Yeah. I'm sure that there are people who will like to have this insurance. We just probably doesn't apply so much to us. So for yeah. me, it doesn't move the needle, but I like that they're making changes. I like the fact that they're, they're given the coverage. You, don't you have one CSG card? No. No? Okay. No, SGC, I have SGC, several. SGC, that's what I was mm-hmm. confusing the two. Uh, but not CSG. The, you know, for me, I, I thought, hey, if this keeps them from being becoming backlogged the way PSA and BGS have become previously good, you know, good for them, I, I do think the prices are still reasonable. But I, I don't see how the price hike directly assists with faster shipping or helping improve the product. Um because I think they've also hiked the prices of shipping as well. Which, you know, to be fair, was USPS's fault. So. Yeah, but <laughs> true. Yeah, I mean, negligible differences, though, in their price hikes. I mean, this is more like an operational cost type hike, I think, than yeah. any kind of dissuasion. 
Um, but, uh, I mean, very reasonable. Like, I think the sweet spot is going to be the $70 express level up to a $10,000 card. I mean, to be able to get something like that back within a month, I mean, I think that'll be worth it, especially if it's a high-priced card from a modern product that just got released. Yeah. I wonder what type of $10,000 card has a CSG slab. If you want to talk for a minute, I'll pull that up on eBay. Oh, yeah, well, there's that <laughs> Have you guys ever thought about submitting? We are very no. much just not on the CSG wagon. I'm sure they make a great product, but that's just not been our jam. No, that's that that I wouldn't even consider them at this point. Let's do CSG Jordan. How about even that? after their updated label, Ricky? No, I, I'm still, I'm not happy with the update. It didn't do enough for me. Um, no, and it's no. not that I strongly, they're not HGA for me. I don't <laughs> actively dislike them, but yeah, yeah. Um, I think that they're just too many. I'd rather have uh, SGC, PSA, BGS, uh, yeah. depending on the slab. So, so we've got a best offer accepted for a Jordan, 86 Jordan, uh, CSG 8. The best offer accepted was 7,400, so somewhere just below that, so... Man, uh, I don't know. I don't know that that really gives us as much information as I was hoping. Let me just type in CSG. What else do we have here? Oh, and get yourself a Deshaun Watson NTRPA for eighty three hundred dollars. Hey, there you go, Hugo. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, something just to keep track of. I I think that they are a, a good grading service if you want fast, affordable. Uh, and to protect your cards. Uh, and I think a lot of people do like CSG. I actually did buy one CSG card that I gifted to my someone at work mm. when we went to the Vegas card Oh, show. right, 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 right. Uh, Timmy uh, and Chad, you're not going to believe this, Chad. I think I just busted Timmy. I, I, have, an inst- oh. I have breaking news. Oh. <laughs> and I'm going to rat. Are you Timmy. serious? Yeah. I think I just busted him. I don't think Timmy put the audio of our wives into the soundboard. <laughs> Tim, how could you? <laughs> I didn't know I was supposed to. I didn't give it to him because oh. it's 20 minutes long. Oh, <laughs> see? We're really so not in pre-show. Yeah, oh, no. screw you, Ricky. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. But there yeah. were like so many things that my brain was racing to, so. I'll tell you why. I had to give you that split second of, <laughs> yeah. uh-oh. I tell, I'll tell you why I missed that. I did pick up the fact you were saying that, but I thought that you had maybe cut it down. Uh, the reason I say that is, Man, I have been just thinking nonstop about our good friend Jonathan Rotunda and his Rotobox product. I hate that when I rip some fresh wax and hit a PC card that I have to pay $50 plus, wait three to six months for the damn card to return. I also hate the fact that buying wax to get said card hits are largely unaffordable nowadays. So I think Rotobox has solved this problem with their incredible repackaged product. If you head over to the rotobox.com right now, you can join me in picking up a Rotobox slab baseball pack. For just $64.99, you'll receive one Rotobox exclusive kitty card and one slabbed and graded baseball card. Hits include Aaron Judge, Chris Bryant, Pete Alonzo, Christian Yelich, Ronald Acuna, Juan Soto, Luis Robert, Keston Hira, Nolan Gorman, and many more. But what if we take it up a notch? Ooh. Right after today's show, I'm talking to Chad and Tim about going in together on a case of Roto Basketball Series 3. For $2,200, we will receive six boxes in our case, each box containing one to two premium slabbed and graded basketball hits. Let me ask you if you know some of these names, Chad. Lay it on me. Kobe Bryant. Heard of him. Michael Jordan. Yep. LeBron James. My God. Zion Williamson. Oh, baby. 
Luca, John Morant, and many more. So head over to therotobox.com. That's therotobox.com. Check out their amazing products and pick up your next big hit. At checkout, use the code FUTURE for an additional $10 off your order. That's therotobox.com, promo code FUTURE. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. You can check us out on our website at pttfpodcast.com. Listen to the show while shopping for all your hobby supply needs uh, in our wonderful sponsorship tab. Uh, And then leave us a voicemail. You'll make it to air. Entertain the masses. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, uh, speaking of which, we did uh, throughout the call, and and the listeners responded uh, big time uh, about... Ask Chad any question you want. <laughs> Is that what it was? No. We said, what are, what are some questions you may have for the show? The answer is always red lace. <laughs> what? The, the listeners what? Came, <laughs> came through in the clutch. Uh, and let's jump into some of these questions. Chad, first question, how did the three of us meet? <laughs> Someone asked us this and they said, okay, it's kind of been covered on the show before, but yeah. maybe give a little bit more in-depth answer of this. Mm-hmm. So. I, my thought here is that we each give our own perspective. Okay, I happening. think that's a good Does idea. that sound okay? Yeah. Do you want me to give both my perspective, you and Tim? Sure. Okay, so my first memory of, in meeting Ricky was in high school here in Salt Lake City, Utah. I had gym class, and I was going over to shoot some hoops with my buddy Dylan during gym class. Okay. So go get changed, walk out into the gym, and I don't know how this happened, but we had the entire gym to ourselves, even though it was gym class. <laughs> There's probably some sort of concussion-related issue <laughs> trying to connect the dots in my brain here. But I remember Dylan pretending and telling me that he was John Stockton shooting threes. <laughs> and then this other guy who's rolling out in jazz shorts is over there shooting hoops telling me he's Carl Malone. And I'm thinking, what in the world's wrong with these two idiots? <laughs> you're not John Stockton. You're not Carl Malone. We were. But that other idiot was Titian, like Carl Malone, and that was you. <laughs> yeah, I and could that's shoot. how my memory... <laughs> I could shoot for a minute. <laughs> you could. You had a nice a little day. jumper. <laughs> well, you had the sport court in your backyard. Yeah, The coveted sport court. And so shortly after that either after school or during the summer, we'd go play on your sport court. And we played two on two, three on three. I've dunk we'd, contests. We'd you give would lower the, the rim to like four feet and I would dunk. We'd give, <laughs> yeah. We'd give the ball to our two friends, Brian, who were best friends oh. growing up. And they'd watch them fist fight. We'd oh. all get out of the way. Those guys, they're big boys <laughs> and they would just bang right into each other. Yeah. <laughs> and multiple, we would egg it on. Multiple fist fights <laughs> attempted. <laughs> so those are my memories of Ricky. Memory. Uh, we ended up playing a little bit of football together. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. I also remember you were one of those baseball idiots. Yeah, I was. And so <laughs> I ran track and our track was adjacent to the baseball practice field. Yeah. And I always remember you and one of the other guys named Josh um, were would just like be heckling me as I'm running sprints <laughs> and thinking again, this guy thinks he's Carl Malone Look at this and he's loser. also razzing me as I'm trying to run my sprints. <laughs> what is wrong with him? <laughs> Never in my wildest dreams. I think we'd end up being on a podcast here today about. talking about some of the stuff we talk about. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, so that's my story of Ricky. Amazing. Now with Tim, Tim's mm. a little bit different. So Tim, I met in what would have been my first year of medical school, Tim's second year of medical school. And as memory serves me, the first meeting was after microbiology test, which I think was in our second block. So it's probably in the winter of 2016. Uh, Okay. So after the test, that test was a tough one. After the test, a bunch of us from my first year class decided to go out to Wendover, which is a gambling (laughs) town. So you can't gamble in Utah and you got to drive out 90 minutes 
west of right Salt Lake City. Right to the edge to of there. Utah. And it really, it is right on the they border. They put like, a big yellow line. line. Yeah. <laughs> We've had some adventures in Wendover, too. Oh, yes. my God. We should talk about that the, at some point. Another, that's another show. <laughs> yes. The of Nevada. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. So... We, we might have gotten we go arrested, out there. almost arrested once or twice. <laughs> but we had a blast doing it. Oh, yes. And the boys to men were involved, so yeah. deal with oh, it. <laughs> yes, they were. Oh, man. So we go out there, and Wendover's 90 minutes. It doesn't matter if you drive 120 miles an nope. hour or if you drive 60. There is nothing but desert and what used to be the Great Salt Lake when we had water. Right. But it took 90 minutes to get out there. So we go out there with my first-year class, and they're telling me, oh, yeah, some of the second years are going to be there. And when you're a first-year in med school, you look up to second years like they're gods. So, because they've already been through it. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Wendover, where Con Air was filmed, when the the plane wrecks and then takes back off, there's like a middle of nowhere town. That's, That's Wendover, time. Utah. Seriously? The plane is still out there. Oh, my Wendover goodness. Wendover also has, I think, one of the planes from World War II that dropped one of the big they bombs. They do. And that's oh, where that wow. plane uh-huh. is housed. And the salt flats where all the races, yeah. all the speed records yeah. are, are met. All the so commercials are filmed. That'll yeah. give people like kind of an idea, because no one outside of Utah knows, has yep. any idea what it's Wendover is. where some is. of the Pirates of the Caribbean was filmed, too, is in salt flats. Yes. Mm. So, second years, we're going to be out in Wendover. We yeah. get out there, and I remember just being very relieved and having a cocktail since I was out there. I just took the test, had the whole weekend in front of me. And we met up with some of the second years and our buddy Tariq, he was kind of the mediator between the first years and the second years. And this dude was pretty wild, man. He could organize a party like nobody's business. Oh no. And Tariq's like, hey, have you met this guy over here? And he gave a name for you that I never called you, nor will I ever repeat. It's a hostess product. It is, which I did not ever care for. And I never, I, whatever. But anyway, he points over to you. And in my mind, I look across the casino and I see this table, and I want to say it's like Pi Gal poker, something I've never played before. I, have you ever played Pi Gal? Were you playing Pi Gal at this time? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, it, we're gonna, it was either Pi Gal or Pi Baccarat. Gal? I really don't think it was Blackjack. No? But it huh. could have been. Anyway, okay. I look across, and I see one person sitting at this table just completely focused on the cards. I look over, <laughs> <laughs> and it's you. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's wrong? Like, why is he so focused on this? And that, that was the first time that I met you that, that I can remember. I can recall. Excellent. I took a guess that the name <laughs> Tim was called. And uh, I won't say it, but I'll just wrote it down. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think those were the guess. Got to keep trying. All right. I'll jump in but next. But don't. I'll jump in next if you're okay, Timmy. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Uh, Wait, so, do either of those even sound like... Is my memory oh, serving me somewhat correctly? I know you would have been out in Wendover. I remember the ba- <laughs> I remember the PE class, um, okay. and and I remember heckling the idiot trying to run hills uh, during track sprints. <laughs> uh, that no, those are very kind and sweet stories that I hadn't thought of, and it's funny because I have completely different uh, stories, and and I'm not nice. doing shtick. I, these are nice ones too. Uh, as I've mentioned multiple times, I uh, I decided I was going to be a two sport athlete for a minute, and. This is a whole other story about how I got kind of forced into playing football because uh, my pride in front of my girlfriend's family at the time. Hey, that mattered back then. Uh huh. And so I joined and caught a uh, pass as a tight end from Chad, who played uh, quarterback for our team. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I quit uh, football and became a single sport athlete approximately 48 hours later after getting hit by Haloti Nada in practice. <laughs> Part of the reason I can't remember these things. <laughs> uh, we then uh, rekindled our friendship, I recall, with Triple uh, X, the bowling team. 
We won oh, a championship. That's right. That's right. And then we huh. had Triple X 2.0 after I came back from law school. You invited me to be a part of your bowling yeah, team again. Yep. And I feel like we never looked back from there. You know what's really funny about Triple X, the first championship, is when Dylan, the same Dylan, we went to go visit him um, last uh, last fall uh-huh. when we went to the Las Vegas car show, he was doing a bowling tournament, national right. bowling tournament down there. And he was doing really well. You and I went to go visit him. Yes. And you were trying to tell me that you would want a bowling title and that I never have. <laughs> Tim, this got so out of hand. <laughs> we, we were both in, we were cooling down with some refreshment uh-huh. uh, beverages when we were out there. We got into like an hour long conversation about Ricky swearing that I've never won a bowling title and me telling Ricky, dude, I was on your team. <laughs> we, we almost got into a, it almost ruined the night, the fight. It did. I, I, and honestly, I've just accepted that you're on the team now. <laughs> and you know what brought us back together what? was brunch because Tim showing up the next day and being so mad about brunch yes, made you and I right. team up against you're him right. and it brought us all back together. It took that long. Oh my goodness. Uh, with, uh, so that's how I met Chad with, with Tim. I, uh, we, I met him through Chad in about, I'd say 2016 ish. I'm curious about this one because um, my memory's foggy and I just put 2016 ish and I put that Tim would make fun of us buying football cards. Then promptly, Performed a swan dive into the hobby world's underbelly. <laughs> swan dive, huh? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it was that elegant. <laughs> Cannonball! Man, I'm trying to remember too, Ricky. Um, it definitely was over product because yeah. um, I think at best we had maybe... One like or two hangouts before. Past during like one of Chad's hangouts that he hosts. Yeah. Right? You know, kind of like cursory. Oh yeah, that guy, Ricky. Well, and, and I won't dive into it too much. I, I do recall that you were making some life changes. You were moving down to Utah, and Chad had reached out to me and said, I think he might be interested in, in cards with us. We should, we should set up a hangout. And so Chad did set, out, set up one or two hangouts, I think, maybe the second or third one. We were opening cards, and you were laughing at us. By the fourth one, you were buying $15,000 <laughs> boxes that's, of cards. That's a that's rough right. progression. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, it's actually not too far off from the truth, right? <laughs> Because, uh, you know, Chad, bless his heart, you know, he's just got like a really good heart, though, um, for anybody that doesn't know him. And uh, yeah, I was going through a rough patch in 2016, and uh, it involved coming back to Salt Lake City um, as part of everything going on while I was still living in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, kind enough to host me, and uh, that meant a lot at the time. Yeah, was, I think that was it. Like, you were maybe mm-hmm. even staying there for a week or two, and, and uh, would, I'd come hang out with you guys. Yeah. Going to the card shop. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And do you remember how hard I can, I'll never forget. You, you keep bringing up the uh, Kobe uh, miscut or non-authentication. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll never forget how hard he laughed at us while we opened football cards. Oh, I know. (laughs) I honestly don't remember this part. Oh, Yeah, it was, it was pretty good. He said we were uncultured. We were rubes <laughs> and boobs and noobs. His laugh certainly implied it. Yep. <laughs> and I think I think I said the wrong date for uh, meeting you, Tim. 2006 would have been second year med school. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, so, that was it. But anyway, Again, concussion. Meant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think one of the first products we opened was uh, Don Russ Elite Football. Yep. Um, and then from there, I don't remember, but basically jumped straight to Ricky's favorite, Gypsy Queen. And uh, that was the birth of uh, the Abe Lincoln pube patch. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We were going to oh, get... Oh, no, good win champions. There we go. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yes. No, we had a, we had a lot of fun. And, and it, was, it was so fun because even Chad had dabbled back in cards again. 
but I don't think you really got into them to the degree. No, um, not at all. So we really all kind of entered together and, yeah. and relearned the product beginning starting 2015, 16. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And that was kind of the turning point for the hobby stuff, right? And yeah. So for yeah. me, uh, I think what finally swung me was like just seeing how excited you guys were and uh, finally got my interest uh, to kind of take a look at a modern product. And yeah. so, um, yeah, from there, I mean, uh, you were busy winning and losing, uh, $500 million suitcases <laughs> full of cash. Yep. You needed a hobby oh, no. to pour your energy into. We gave that outlet to you. You yeah. probably, that's what I was trying to phrase. Went correctly. to the dark web. Um, but yeah, <laughs> no, it actually like pulled me through some pretty dark times as far as like having a, um, a distraction and uh, something else to sink myself into that wasn't gambling really. No so. more getting the crap kicked out of him by those bouncers. At the <laughs> yeah, Mirage. Right. Cards and friends will do that. For you. It's good exactly. hobby. All right. Now for this next question, I'm kind of, I'm stuck. What do we do? Yeah, you're, you're screwed. Okay. So here's the next question that we had. What do your spouses think about our cards? Okay. So here's how the morning went. And I think I may have said, said this pre-show. Okay. I asked both of our spouses to comment on this. Oh, my wife wouldn't stop talking about it from the second she got home last night through this it. morning that she had to get up early. I, I, well, I was going to be certain that you already knew exactly everything that happened. She started to try and tell me. And I said, just so you know, I think this is supposed to be a surprise for me. So stop yes. talking to yeah. me. And she did. Probably. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. okay. So they both looked at me and said, how are we supposed to answer this in two minutes? Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know, either come up with a quick answer Use your words. or <laughs> or give us a hobby pack. And they said, we're not going to give you a hobby pack. Like, we're, we're both tired. We got other things going on today, which understandable. It was early and they had late nights yesterday. Right. So I said, okay. Then they start asking some more specific questions. 20 minutes later, I get a text that pops up with an audio file of an 18-minute long answer. Oh, my God. And as I alluded to, it's gold. We're not going to play it right now. All right. Hobby packs will be coming. All right. With specific questions, uh, my plan is to call this uh, cocktails and TTF spouses. Okay. And (laughs) I told them that I can't pay him, but I'll serve him a drink and dinner (laughs) and give him a microphone. (laughs) Now, here's the thing. None of us can be present for their conversation. I will edit and I will post it. I think you should let Tim be present (laughs) (laughs) around the board. Well, no, because I think that we... Uh, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I know that when I talk about cards in the show, it's almost always that you two are involved. Yeah. And so even though it's not Tim's spouse who's there, like you're still going to get answers about Tim. Oh yeah. No, no, I'm not saying him influencing their answers. That's fair. That's fair. I just want them to be able to talk. Okay. Yeah. Unfiltered. Yes. I agree. Um, well, do you want us to answer how we think our wives feel? (laughs) It's going to be a moment. Well, I can, no, you're not going to want to, I don't think. All right. I could tell you right now. All right, go for it. I, it's going to depend on if we're getting along or not. Um, <laughs> when we're getting along, I've had those moments. Tim, edit this. Like in Knocked <laughs> Up. Don't play this. I told, I told Mrs. eBay this is coming out. I'm oh, busting no. her. Okay. I've had those moments like in Knocked Up where uh, she's working alongside me and like we're trying to sell on eBay and she starts screaming because she found a parallel or an important card. Yeah, yeah you've and talked we have about five. it that way before. Yeah. And I've also had periods of time where she reminds me how many thousands of dollars I've spent on pieces of cardboard. That we don't hear about, but yeah. And I've had that exchange with the same ex- two exchanges within a 24-hour period. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll tell you how my wife had responded. She said, you know what? I've got a loving husband. And he spends exactly the right amount of time on cards. Whoa. <laughs> and he never brings it into the home. That's because I love you, honey. 
Oh. <laughs> Ricky, you're screwed. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's a nice clean exactly. answer. Uh-huh. Can I tell you guys what my uh, ex probably would say? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Here's what we're here for. Do it, do it. Hey, do it in a high-pitched voice, though. <laughs> no, I can't do that. Um, P is uh, not stupid and, you know, obviously watches me sort cards and has, uh, you know, helped me actually pack up my cards uh, to send out to eBay buyers and uh, at times also helps me uh, just sort them by teams. Mm-hmm. I have tried to uh, get her to recognize players, but um, she's not really that into that part. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we watch sports, she hasn't really picked up on like specific players yet either. So she's seven now. I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. I don't buy for a moment that some parents have a six-year-old who has a favorite player, favorite enough that they want to stand at the front of a baseball stadium or a basketball arena begging for a star <laughs> player's uh, autograph on a jersey that they can't fit into because I, it's a triple XL. I did that as a kid. I literally did that at as a At six? Kid. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Most kids. Well, okay. Fair enough. Well, but I'm weird, man. <laughs> that didn't go where I wanted it to. Sorry. That's fine. I but did not. No. <laughs> See? See? Thank you, Ricky. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but anyway, um, I think uh, my ex's response would be... <laughs> but, well, yeah. well, we could find out for real. Ricky, you want to play it? Yeah, do you have it? The sound clip? Yeah. It's the green one. Uh, yeah, I'll take the number six, please. <laughs> All right, that'll be four dollars for fee. I'm just did, just wanted to see you cringe again. <laughs> oh man, jeez. Uh, All right, guys. Our next question is: uh, How old were you when you hit your first one of one? And I'll tell you guys: uh, When I was collecting as a younger uh, child, I don't even know that one of ones really were quite the thing that they are today. Um, so I did the I ran the math. Uh, I believe I was the ripe age of 33 years old. <laughs> Jeez. Timmy, how about you? I believe it was 2017, so I would have been 35. Oof. Gotcha beat. Oh, man. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not that far behind you guys. For how much ah! grief you guys gave I'm not that far behind. <laughs> but I was 36 years, 9 months, and 12 days. Oh, and how <laughs> as, many seconds? <laughs> as documented on the Overtime Cards uh, website. So that's how old I was. Uh, Johnny, how old were you? I was nine. Wait, who's Johnny? Yeah, we got we got an auto on the back. Oh no, that's Kid Reporter. Never mind. Greg Newsom, Jalen Dard. One of one, Matt Jones. One of one, Matt Jones. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> Absolutely incredible. So, who we have here on the show is Johnny. Johnny, you are the one who pulled this, Mac Jones. We've got Johnny Stone and his dad, Chad. Forming the duo to pull this card. Johnny and Chad, welcome onto the show. Thanks for being on here, guys. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So just a couple of questions for you. Clearly extremely excited for your video. And I love that you have that on video. If you're anything like me, you're going to watch that thing a thousand times over and over again. Um, Talk to us about how, Johnny, you're 13? Yep. Johnny, talk to us about how a 13-year-old ends up uh, ripping prism football. (laughs) (laughs) So well, how, how did that box get in front of you? My dad, well, technically we traded for the boxes. We traded cards back in February for pre-order because we know our uh, local cards have really well. But my dad buys almost everything and I sell almost everything and we split 70-30. Who gets the 70? He gets the 70. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, 
We got to keep the ball rolling somehow. That's right. <laughs> we pre-ordered. We actually paid for one of the boxes back in February and traded for the other two boxes. And since it just came out uh, two weeks ago or whenever, and I picked them up as soon as the shop opened, and he was working, so then I decided just to go live and open them, and here we are. Here you are. Wait, so Chad, did you know that this happened in real time? I actually got to witness it live because I'm driving to a bid <laughs> and he goes live and I'm just listening and peeking and it's still the gravity of the car didn't hit me until the next day. But when I actually got to his house, I told my ex-wife, I'm like, the card's cool and what we're about to get for it's cool. But having his reaction on camera yeah. is priceless yeah, because absolutely. his reaction, I've never seen it. I've never seen a reaction, and especially out of him, like that ever in my life. And that was the coolest thing to me is to have him have that kind of freak out moment and have it live on recording. Absolutely. I, I think that that's a moment that we're all chasing. I think that's why all of us are in the hobby to some degree, right? We all want that moment. I we think. all want that moment. I'm telling you. I, you know, I hit a Zion Williamson RPA to 10 flawless. Oh, you didn't even know that. That's nothing. And I wasn't watching the break, and I didn't have that moment. He told me about it. Wow. Wow. So, but what was going through your mind right when you were hitting that card? I, I mean, we hear the we hear the audio of kind of the excitement, but what was your initial thought if you as you think back to pulling that card out of, I think, your second or third pack? I just thought... Like, this is a cool card, but it didn't set in until, like, the next day or so. Wow. But um, as soon as I hit it, I knew I'm like, okay, now I can buy a gaming PC. <laughs> <laughs> a few. Yeah. That is awesome. Now, you hinted it earlier that you actually traded for this case at your local card shop. Do you remember what cards you traded to get one of these boxes? Uh, we did. We traded tons of slabs that we got back and then tons of raw. We just trade whatever we have left over that we don't sell. Mm. Does any card stand out to you that you're like, man, I really wish I had that card that I traded away? No, no, we, we, we never really, or I, yeah, Zion I would, Williamson. I so. Okay. I oh. wish we had the Zion back. Cause he's actually going to finally be healthy and play Lord willing. Right. We didn't yeah. trade that though. We sent that to golden and it got 26,000 and the last one sold before that 91. Wow. Wow. So you traded away a bunch of slabs that you don't necessarily recall and ended up getting that Mac Jones. Boy, I bet that yeah, local was, card shop's a little It was just a value order that was $12 a card. So we wow. submitted a bunch of random stuff that's like a $2 raw card, but back then it was $30. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Dream, dream come true. Now you ended up selling this card um, for an amount of money that I have um, read about on other websites. Do you feel free that we're sharing that number? Yep. So you sold that card for $100,000. That's big time money. Yes. I think the highest card that I've had in my collection for a long period of time was less than $1,000. Yes. Since I've cleared that hurdle, but we're not at $100,000 <laughs> yet. So guys, what are you going to do with the money? Well, he's probably going to buy some more houses or whatever and do all that. I flip yeah. houses, so it's going to help me finish a few houses and re I roll the oh. money through. Nice. He's got a nice little pad now, 13. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, my mom's ma making me put most of it in savings. Smart. And okay. so I have a lot of it in savings, but I just ordered my gaming PC the other day and it's coming Wednesday. And then since I haven't really done anything else with the money besides I bought some French fries at the fair and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well earned. Well earned. <laughs> 
Now, one last question I had was, uh, has, have your buying habits changed since this uh, hit took place? And I know it's pretty new, but do you feel you're more of the urge to chase that, uh, that excitement uh, again? We, well, we kept getting in prison break still because we still want to, we still haven't hit anything good for Trevor besides an off-center auto. And we've gotten like 30 cases worth of prism and haven't hit one good Trevor. Oh, Trevor's wow. a hard hit in prism. I'll tell you, Apparently, yeah, we're, yeah. Not, we're not seeing a lot of them and we were wanting a pretty good sized Trevor, but we're more selective. Some of the smaller stuff we don't even mess with anymore. Prism, Select, National Treasures, Immaculate, and Flawless. Okay. Yeah. I know those are higher-end products, yeah. but they have the best return on their investment. Absolutely. You know, the, the lower stuff just doesn't hold their value. If you hit a, a one-on-one in a lower product, it might only fetch five or ten yeah. grand. And if that's the biggest hit, why are we even wasting our money right. on that? You know? Yeah. We also uh, buy a lot of Bowman. Bowman's one of our main boxes that we like to get. Yeah, baseball. Do that's like that's going to make Tim very happy. I'm uh, kind of notorious for not liking Bowman, but yeah. but Johnny, the reason for that is I can't pull anything out of a box of cards. <laughs> Bowman's <laughs> the be- better than flawless. But what yeah. will, like what will excite you, Chad, is uh, their plan uh, at the national. What's your plan at national? We're, oh, um, the case of select. We're going to go live. Tell them. Oh yeah, we're get, we already pre-ordered our case of select. We're going to. Uh, probably go live and open it either the night before the national or at the national because we're going Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and it comes out Friday. So if we can get it Thursday from the card shop, then I'll probably go live late at night on Thursday. Wow. That is so cool. All I ask really is that you try and do that before about 9 PM mountain time, which is my (laughs) bedtime um, because I would love to be able to watch you pull the next massive hit out of that. Where can I probably wouldn't be able to do it before 9 PM mountain time or I'd get my shop in trouble. So I'd probably have to do it. Oh, 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 you are one smart kid. I shouldn't even call you a kid. You're smarter than I I almost unintentionally set you up. You're very, very quick. Johnny, where can people find uh you and 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 watch this potential break uh, of select uh at the national i just do it on my facebook and i just go live and whoever joins they join but my one-on-one mac jones had like tons of viewers when i was live and then after that it's i think it's up to like over ten thousand views oh awesome wow. and on instagram people can find you at stones underscore sports underscore cards with a z is that correct yep well, thank you both for joining us on the show today. Uh, it's been awesome to hear your story, and, and what a, an incredible experience. Yeah, this is awesome. Congratulations again, guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Take yeah, care. You guys are free to hop on. Thanks. Yeah. See you. Right. Oh, bye-bye. Man, right. bye. nine years old. <laughs> when he his first one. That's what, what a setup they have. Yeah, yeah, that's incredible. That's awesome. Uh I love that his purchase was some French fries. Yeah. You know, we were talking before the show, like, what were we doing at age 13? Right. Hit a big car. And that's, I was telling you guys, you know, I go, that's more in line. I play basketball. <laughs> like, occasionally you go get fast food and you're, get some French fries. That. Yeah. The last thing I was doing was pulling massive cars. So good <laughs> on him. That's super cool. Absolutely. Uh, Timmy, before we hit this next question, if you want to prep any advice you may have, um, the final question for this segment was what card in each other's collection do we wish that we had? Um, I'm happy to go first if you guys want, or you're welcome to chat if you have some in mind. Yeah, I'll go first. 
And I'll kind of start with the end. Yeah. My answer is I didn't have a perfect one. Mm. You know, this was a listener submitted question. And my thought with this is that we need to spend more time hanging out, not doing show prep, not thinking about, you know, not the stress of this, but right. always be working, but to actually sit down and look through each other's cards more. Yeah. Um, but two cards. One okay. is a Goodwin Champions World War II vet. Yep. You pulled one and I pulled one. Mm -hmm. I pulled the medic. I don't even remember who you pulled, but I'd like to have more of those. Yeah. And that's the card. I don't even know if you still have it, but I, do. I, I really like that one. Tim, I don't even know if you own a card. <laughs> <laughs> but I do know that on last week's show, you had that Michael Jordan Scoring Kings PSA 8. I have always wanted the Jordan Scoring Kings. Mm. Always, always, always. So I'm very jealous of that card and the good grade that you had. Yeah, I've heard that from you a couple times as far as the Scoring Kings. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can fix that at some point. So. What were yours, Timmy? Well, I think to follow up Chad's point about not getting a chance to sit down and sort through cards and just kind of see each other's collections, um, off the top of my head, I was just thinking about, you know, 90s baseball and growing up and watching that. Um, I know you had a really cool, really pretty Cecil Fielder auto that you picked up. And uh, if I were to tackle another project at some point, I think um, pulling some of the 90s players that I grew up watching um, and, you know, Cecil's definitely up there, you know, Griffey, Bo, uh, Thomas, um, you know, the Braves that just tore through the World Series. Um, you know, there's plenty of players from that era that I think would be really cool to own. Yeah. And then for Chad, um, I immediately just think about the Donovan Mitchell kabooms. Mm -hmm. um, and this might be the last year to enjoy them if he goes elsewhere. You're right, man. Um, but uh, I actually would not want his rookie year kaboom because I was thinking about it. And, you know, that's the one that's horizontal, right. correct? Yeah. So I'd take his second year kaboom. Wow. Yeah. And that PSA 10 has a pop report that's about the fifth a fifth of the size of his rookie year one. Oh wow. It's so very small. even, it's a pop even wow. So. Yeah. Hmm. Um Jimmy, for you, I, I just went historical um and any Michael Jordan autographed card. Uh growing up, that was the grail. That was like who you would chase and would dream about always be unattainable. Um I mean that's not to say I didn't have favorites that I went after Barry and Carl and Reggie Miller, but but Jordan was the the grail. So any uh, Jordan autographed card, I'm incredibly envious of. And then for Chad, I picked the Donovan Kabooms. I actually like the horizontal one quite a bit. Huh. Okay. Um, I don't know why. Uh, for whatever reason, it really stands out to me. And the LeBron Steph uh, preferred dual patch. Mm. Those would be mine. Yeah. You know, interesting thing about Jordan autos. Mm-hmm. Back when we were chasing around the Bulls when they were here for the finals trying to get autographs, we went to the Marriott downtown that we've talked about before. Right. My cousin went down there with me. He's a few years older. They had everyone sectioned off in the main lobby. They actually did have some security for the Bulls, especially with Jordan. Um, my cousin found his way back into the Marriott kitchen mm -hmm. to get past security onto the elevators to get up onto the floor. <laughs> so he's got like a video camera of him trekking around <laughs> through did he deliver, through the kitchen did he deliver some food to mj that night <laughs> he should yeah. he should have like hid underneath the the uh room service tray you know yeah. a little push cart <laughs> but he did make it up to the floor that he thought was theirs but didn't see anyone and then was promptly escorted off the property that's yeah. awesome it's because it wasn't on a sunday so. <laughs> or was on a sunday yeah yeah, I butchered that one. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's All where right. you get for trying to make fun of the mailman delivering on Sundays. Too. Uh -huh. Well, good questions. We need to do more of that in the future. Uh, feel free to send in your questions or anything you would like to see the show cover at PTTF Podcast on Instagram. That's at PTTF Podcast on Instagram. Um, when we come back, we're going to talk about 
uh, some of Panini's NBA final specific booklets. So that time of year, we'll be back with that uh, after Timmy gives us a little bit of advice. Uh, I'm going to steer you guys back over to zioncases.com because their cases that are available are just some of the top tier in the hobby, I believe. Um, you know, I honestly think that most people should own a slab case X at minimum at $99.99. And if that's just not quite big enough for your purposes, just bump it up to an XL at $129.99. Holds about 160 cards, plus or minus, depending on what kind of slabs you own. And I think the most exciting development recently is their uh, colorways. So they have now a color splash for red or blue cases instead of just black. Awesome. Which color awesome. is yours? Don't know. I just have that big old box sitting in our uh, our closet now. <laughs> it's oh. not hidden. It's right in the middle of the walkway of the closet. Just staring moved me it? right in the face. Uh, in the standoff, that is Ricky. Yeah, versus Mrs. Ebay. Uh-huh. She did. She did. She moved it after I asked her. Do you have any plans to move this? And she yelled at me, uh, what's the use? You oh, already wow. know. This is a point of contention. Ouch. Oh, very much so. <laughs> so maybe a public service announcement. Yeah. If anyone out there is going to be buying a Zion case, or if their spouse is going to be buying it, let them know that it is printed on the outside box, <laughs> shipping box, yes. to try to avoid any marital disputes that mm. may happen. And not over the top, just on the label. Don't let your significant other look at that label. Mm. <laughs> That's all it takes, huh? Well, in order to procure one of these excellent cases, just remember to head over to zioncases.com and use promo code PAC for 10% off your order. Excellent advice, Timmy. All right, guys. Well, you can check us out on our website at pttfpodcast.com. You can listen to the show, check out uh, interactive blogs, uh, our YouTube channel uh, clips, um, and, and leave a voicemail for the show while shopping all our excellent sponsors for all your hobby supply needs. Uh, guys, uh, for this last segment, it is the, it is the NBA finals and it, it's turning out to be a, a pretty, uh, decent finals this year. Yeah. Uh, Chad, I think you were inspired by, uh, a recent pickup with, uh, a cool double, uh, dual patch LeBron Steph. Maybe got us looking at some other uh, patch specifics tied to the finals, right? That's correct. This segment, I want to focus on the finals booklets. Okay. There are multiple patch cards that have been produced over the years with finals memorabilia. Mm-hmm. I know that we had some with Immaculate, with Tops, with Leaf, but I want to focus on Panini Preferred and then on Opulence as well. Okay. I feel that they both have very underappreciated booklets of some neat pieces of jersey associated with NBA Finals games. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know about you guys, but Panini Preferred seemed to stop making product about the time that we were getting back into the hobby. So Panini Preferred, up until the time that I purchased the Steph and LeBron booklet card, I didn't really know of their existence. No. no. Did either of you two? Like, I feel kind of ashamed by saying this, but I'll just be perfectly honest. No, we missed that boat. We just barely missed that boat. And... uh, I'd say I've known about preferred for about eight months, eight to 10 months, just because I've been looking at those patches. Mm. But other than that, no, yeah. knew nothing about them. Tim? Well, <laughs> um, back in my case buying heyday, I, no. pref- I remember buying a case of Panini preferred, but it was football. And um, I think we had opened, like Chad, like we had opened <laughs> a pack or a box or something and realized it was just complete hot garbage. 
Really? Yeah. So, I mean, that was my first impression of it. And we traded that case for something else at our local card shop, (laughs) which I don't remember (laughs) anymore. But yeah, I was like, I'm just done with this product. Wow. Wow. I didn't recall that. So (laughs) the the initial thought, honestly, guys, was to do an entire episode on these booklets. And as I started looking at the first few years of preferred, it just it wasn't going to happen. It would have to be an encyclopedia like for these episodes. Right. So what we're going to focus on are the finals booklets. Panini Preferred started with these finals booklets, 2013-14 up until 2016-17. Mm-hmm. After that, Opulence picked up finals booklets going from 17-18 up until 19-20. Right. So that's what we're going to focus on on this segment. Okay. Now... I listed a whole bunch of garbage in our show notes, and I'm sorry for all the information that's there. (laughs) I want to start with preferred and kind of work our way forward, and then I have some questions to discuss. So what I I would encourage people to do is that if you're not familiar with these cards that we're talking about, get to a computer, pull up eBay, and just start searching some of these as we go along. Absolutely. I think that will help out a lot. So the first question that I have, and we answered this a little bit already about about preferred, but I want to expand it. Prior to doing research for this episode, Mm-hmm. What did you guys think about booklet cards? Just in general. Tim, we'll start with you. Start with me. Um, booklet cards. I actually was a fan. Um, I think one of the first ones I ever hit was in, uh, I forget the year now, um, 2017 SP Authentic Hockey. Um, it was a vertical booklet and um, got lucky enough to hit a Wayne Gretzky auto. Um, and that was my first booklet impression. So for wow. me, it was really positive. Wow. I think as the years gone on, um, have gone on, the impression has waned a little bit in terms of uh, how cool they are, uh, mostly because you know that in the hobby, they're monetarily not valued as well. But I think that's wrong. I mean, I think they display really well. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I I, I pulled up, rounded up uh, my booklets from home. Um, did you bring some? Yeah, I did. Let's see More than I thought. Um, they can be really, really cool. The first booklet I have is a tobacco booklet made by Gypsy Queen. This is a Jock Peterson number to 25 uh, patch auto. Whoa. Um, I don't and think I've ever seen that. If you. I touch this now that he's a giant, my hands will fizzle. So I'm not going <laughs> to touch it, but it looks cool. You can see game used uh, patch with a little bit of dirt. That's a great patch, too. Yeah. yeah. That was when I first had gotten into collecting. My wife for Christmas, I believe, had purchased me uh, a, a box of Gypsy Queen from 2015. Um and hit that in the little top loader. <laughs> That's really cool. And, and that booklet looks like a coffee table book. Yeah. yeah. Now, I want to go back when you said a vertical booklet. Yeah. Because I think that could mean two things. I've seen booklets that oh, open top to bottom. Correct. So it was two vertically oriented cards side by side. With a fold in, in the, the middle. middle. Like a, a vertical tradi- fold. Traditional vertical book. Fold. Okay. Yeah. So then I have the TJ Hawkinson. This is yeah, one I of the... You. Half a dozen cards. You would bring that piece of that Chad won for me out of uh, limited 2019. What's cool about this piece of jersey is that's the jersey he's holding up in the photo with yeah. Goodell where he got drafted. Uh, I'm happy you have that. Like I'll, I will always keep up the bit yeah. of screw you because oh, yeah. you screw me out of things. However, this card I would have sold that card. Yeah, if it was mine, right? <laughs> no, seriously. Like he doesn't oh, yeah. mean anything to me, but I think it's cool that you hit it. Oh yeah, no, I'll I'll love it. I like that um, case you got too. Thank you. And then the Noah Syndergaard, Nolan Ryan uh, dual hit that I had gotten from Tribute uh, Baseball 2017. I remember that one. Still hold on to that. And then here's just another example, playoff football. This is no good anymore. Uh, Darius Geis. Oh, a, yeah. Uh, 
not a good, great person. So, um, but it just is a good display. I think they, they're really cool looking. I think that they can be cool to display as well. Um, I think that they're tough to store and I think that they're a, a non-gradable with mm. the way, how terrible much of a job PSA and BGS. If you want wall art. Yeah. Wall art. yeah. <laughs> it works out great. These things get great in massive slabs. Yeah. I was yeah. going to say, yeah. Anybody who's seen one is just completely absurd. You think they do that to your little mini booklet too? <laughs> oh, please submit it. Please. Please submit it with our next sub and let's just see. <laughs> you have to. Come on. I may have to. Yeah. Now, for me, booklet cards, I've only owned one up until that Steph LeBron. And it was a player, I think it was DeLon Wright of the University of Utah. Okay. It was a college one. And that was just more of the University of Utah. I thought it was cool. Right. But these preferred ones have definitely changed my tune on booklet cards. Mm. So moving ahead, we talked about booklets in general. You guys looked at some of the preferred that are listed on here. Mm-hmm. Ricky, we'll start with you. What do you think about the preferred, the finals booklets? So I thought the cards themselves looked good. Uh, I didn't think they looked mind-blowingly great, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, though, think that these cards are so cool and important. Um, I, I really believe that the the quality of the patches and cards uh, will decrease over time. Um, and I think as it does, I think patches, specifically patches that point to any specific um, game, let alone a finals NBA game, will yeah. be very valuable in the future. Yeah, I agree. Um, 2013-14, so the horizontal booklets had mostly a black background. Um, And at first, from far away on a tiny eBay uh, screenshot, I thought it was flames across the top. Um, But you zoom in, and it's actually spotlights um, all across the top. Yeah. And uh, specifically, I was looking at a Dwayne Wade, um, which is why maybe I jumped to the, the flames. Um, and then I realized all the other booklets seem to have that image too. And I thought they looked great, you know, just for value purposes. So, you know, a Dwayne Wade PSA 8.5. Um, nope, scratch that. I will edit that out. No, <laughs> <laughs> no you won't. <laughs> That's a good thought though. <laughs> That's, uh, no, 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 screw that. I think I was right. So Dwayne Wade PSA 8.5 uh, was 6.5 uh Okay, so wow. 6500 Wow, That was through Golden Auctions. Please keep that all in. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting. Let's carry on a little bit on the look of the card there. On 1314, you mentioned the lights up above. The background is pretty much smeared black, so you, yeah. can't, you can't see detail, but it really makes yeah. the player pop. Most of the player photos for that year are single players. You might get a defender on there as well, but it's a really good up-close, pretty much action shot of the player. And the thing that I really like is the photo seems to be of the player in the finals Jersey that, Mm -hmm. that the card is representing. Yes. And I like that a lot. Yes. Most of the years of preferred did that in one way or another. Mm -hmm. 14, 15 is similar. That's more of a vertical oriented book. But I think that the color, especially with the dark background really makes that player pop 15, 16 is the same way as well. So the preferred ones I really like, I like the horizontal booklets, Tim, like you mentioned from 1314, I think the best. So that's preferred. We're going to get onto some specifics about each of these in just a moment, but let's contrast them to the switch that then happened in 1718 yeah. with the move going over to opulence. Mm-hmm. Guys, thoughts on the look of the opulence booklets. Ricky, so, you look ready to roll. Go for it. Uh, I thought that they opulence had a lot more going on with the booklet. That it was a lot more color. 
Mm-hmm. But I also felt that the color at times could be too distracting. Uh, I felt like there was too much gold in a lot of the cards I saw. Um, but again, I, I do have to say that these patches really are the star of the show. <laughs> yeah. Um, and these jumbo finals patches are amazing to look at and, and going to be ex. I really believe excellent value moving forward. Well, what Ricky's referencing too, though, is like the majority of these patches were straight up logo patches. Yeah. Game worn. Yeah. I mean, yes. what, what other product are you going to find that in? None. And it wasn't like a little window. We're talking like a big giant window. Yes. And all color, at least color. Mm-hmm. At least a big blue or, you know, no, no just single white patches. Oh, gosh, can you imagine for <laughs> such a high-end product if they put out no, <laughs> pure no. napkin patches? <laughs> Some of them are. I mean, the LeBron yeah. that's at the time of recording that's available on eBay yeah. is, is a single color patch. But yeah. then again, it's LeBron and it's the size of my forehead, which is massive. <laughs> so still looking good. I think the opulence, I'm with you, Ricky. It's a little busy yeah. for me. The border mm-hmm. is a little much. It takes some focus away from the player and from the jersey. There's a lot of a lot more word and print on there. So it says opulence. It says the finals in the year. The thing I do really like, though, on the bottom right of the opulence, mm-hmm. it says what game it was from the, and the date next to it, too. Yeah, that's just it. If you can pinpoint it to a specific date uh, and, and game and go back and watch that game now uh, with your card, I mean, oh. that is invaluable. It's similar to the baseball sticker. Yeah. It is. And that's what really that's grabbed cool. me moving on to the next point. That's why I think these are so damn cool mm-hmm. compared to other patches. These ones that we've talked about with preferred and opulence, they are from a specific game in the NBA finals and they tell you what game that is. Yeah. Which is just amazing. For me, that that grabs me yes. a lot. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I started going through and pulling up the individual games from each year to uh, see who had the best game, who won the game, oh. who won the series. Um, I thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Mm. Now, and for me, see, I, I can appreciate that. And I, agree, I would agree that that would be a ton of fun. For me, I just even the fact that you can point it to a game and so long as the player played in that game, even if, you know, if it was from a great series, but maybe it was a Steph patch and he had a terrible game that one game, uh, I still would love to have that patch as long as I could point to, hey, that was part of it. That series. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I wanted to highlight then, you know, so it was 2014-15. I know we're taking a step back to preferred, but to make the point, um, of being able to point it to a game and player, Tim Duncan had some patches and cards. I've never seen any Tim Duncan patch auto cards. I don't think he signed a whole lot. So this, again, was kind of outside of my time, but I yeah. had, going back, a press pass Tim Duncan rookie autograph that I pulled from a pack, and I sold it just before the boom of 2020. And I remember a couple of people on Instagram telling me, like, dude, he just, he doesn't sign a whole lot. And that, that could be wrong. Like, this is just my anecdotal experience. Right. Um, but as far as opulence, though, yeah, the vertically oriented booklet, like true book booklets, um, I think just look great. Problem is, opulence was atrociously expensive at the time. Mm-hmm. Like, um, that's why I don't think anybody truly considered it like a rookie year product or like a nice product because people just didn't open it at the time. Mm. If that had been released now in today's climate, it would sell amazingly well. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just timed it flat out wrong. Right. Like the hobby wasn't ready for a like a five-figure yeah. dollar product. Yeah. Well, you mentioned the Spurs in particular. Just below in our show sheet here, I listed the finals matchup mm-hmm. for each of these years from yeah. both Preferred and Opulence. Do any of those 
matchups stand out to you? So I'll run through these really quick. At the very beginning, moving forward, Spurs Heat, Spurs Heat again, Warriors Cavs, you can repeat that for four years. It's 2015 now. Yep. So Warriors Cavs for 15, 16, 17, 18, and then Warriors Raptors. So those are going to be the matchups that we're looking at. Do any of the team matchups stand out to you guys as something that is important to you in basketball history, important to you in your mind, card collecting years, um, anything at all as I slap my thigh, making a sound right in there. So good job, Chad. For, for, for my PC, or I'd say even teams I remotely root for other, you know, cause they're other than the jazz, there are going to be teams that you don't mind seeing win and, um, in their respective games per se. No, <laughs> none of these teams nope. do it for me. However, wow. when it comes to greatness um, and appreciating the significance of great series, yes. Mm. So I would want this similar to the reason I want my Magic Johnson autograph card. Not because I'm a Magic Johnson fan or a Lakers fan per se, but because I can appreciate he's one of the greatest basketball players of all time. That's fair. So if I'm looking at it from that greatness perspective of saying, hey, this is significant, I'm looking at the 2016 Warriors-Cavs or 2013 Spurs Heat. Interesting. Any particular reason for either of those, Ricky? Game 7 series, um, the 2016 Warriors-Cavs in particular, I seem to, uh, or I do recall, was uh, just an excellent series where LeBron put the Cavs on his shoulders. and Yeah, that was pretty memorable. Took him to the promised land. Yeah, Yeah, no, that's true. I'm going to bust your chops a little bit, though. Yeah. Um, you went to the University of Texas, correct? <laughs> yes, yes. Damn it. Yes, Tim. Yes, uh, yes. Kevin Durant happened to play for Texas, correct? Yes. Okay, Kevin Durant. And did you pay attention to 2018-19's finals patches yeah. and players available? Yes. It was the only year that Kevin Durant sold his soul out for a championship in 2018-19. So there's a nice juicy booklet from Opulence that year that I think uh, might pique your interest. Okay, there's one card for a PC. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think these matchups, there's a lot of big ones. Rick, you pointed on the two game sevens, Mm -hmm. but also let's even just think about basketball significance. Um, uh, This is going to be a little bit tricky because we're recording this a little bit early in the week. I don't know what's going to happen with the Warriors, but I think Steph Curry has proven up until game four, wherever we are in the finals at the time of recording this, that mm-hmm. he is an elite and probably top 10 or 20 player in NBA history. Oh, man. I mean, 10. his splits are amazing. 50% from two. It's uh, incredible. 48% from three. And we're giving him a hard time about having bad games. No, he could, co- He could, at the end of this all, compete for number one. He could. I mean, so this is going to be really tricky, right? Because we're mm-hmm. coming off game four at the time of recording this. Right. And so I think it's worthwhile just to state that right. to, to edge our <laughs> yes, bet a little true. bit. True, yep. a week out. But but he did carry that team and win that game in the NBA Finals against an elite Boston Celtics team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. And he has so Steph Curry has three different years in here when he won a title with the Warriors. You could pick any one of those years and mm-hmm. say, hey, this is a game worn jersey from the NBA Finals of Steph Curry, one of the greatest players ever, and you've got that card. That's right. Um, and then the year that he, one of the years he didn't win it, you've got LeBron coming back from that epic three, one deficit yeah. and you've got LeBron and Kyrie there, or yeah. you've got the heat beating the Spurs in game seven, you know, with that dynamic trio of the Miami. Even the Raptors, you had Kawhi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kawhi's laugh. <laughs> I knew if the laugh didn't get you, Tim, me explaining it, what you already knew would, would get you. Oh, gosh. So the final thing then, looking at the series, 
Did you guys pick out one particular card? I think Tim kind of laid one right in your lap, Ricky. Yeah. I've got one in mind that I really want to own after looking at these, but did anything stand out to you guys? Uh, I did not pick the Durant because I didn't see the Durant, but oh, that that's is fair. that's my pick now, the Durant. Mm. Uh, the other two I had no, noted were the 2013 Preferred LeBron Miami Heat patch, number 25, mm. and Opulence 1718 Steph Curry patch, number 25. Uh, I did note that there didn't appear to be an opulence patch available for the 2016 finals, or I couldn't find one. Yeah, I think they're so stinking rare, too, that some of them just didn't pop up on eBay right. when we were yeah. searching. So that'd be for the 17-18 opulence year for the 2017 mm-hmm. finals. Correct. Mm-hmm. I think about the, oh, boy, I'm going to get myself in trouble there. But anyway. We, we can continue on because I know I'm going to screw that one up. Tim, did you <laughs> no. find a card that stood out to you? And to be fair to both you guys, I gave you guys about 24 hours notice to look at these. So I appreciate you humoring me and looking at these. Uh, I mean, I think I was just kind of enamored with the fact that these were just truly game used, game worn uh, patches and not just like plain old patches, but like straight up logo ones. So, I mean, I think if um, I were collecting history, then it'd have to be Curry and um, LeBron, like some other just fantastic patches um, in these products. Well, for me, I think there's a huge one that we're missing here. It's from 2013 preferred and it's LeBron James. And I'll tell you why it Mm. states on the booklet that it's game one, which Miami lost 98, no 92 to 88. They did go on to win that series in seven games. LeBron in that game recorded a triple double. One of only 21 players to ever record a triple double in NBA finals history, according to a website that I read this morning. LeBron has the most triple doubles in NBA finals. And you can have a piece of that with that first year preferred card. So for me, this one's a no brainer Mm. and it's the LeBron 2013. And I will own one of those. That would be a goal. Nice. Nice. All right, guys. Well, for uh, Chad and Tim, this has been another fun show. This is Ricky. The French fry. The county french fries. (laughs) The county french fry. Wishing all of you a one-of-one night. Ricky, lots of Instagram buzz this past week regarding PSA submissions and your show outline last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, A lot of uh, warm feedback and uh, a lot of people upset that they missed out on our group submission (laughs) that we're running. (laughs) That we didn't advertise for. But I will comment on the listeners. No one came with hate about my Von Miller not getting a 10, your Matt Stafford getting a 7. Or the PSA 5. And Tim, there's no way that is truly a PSA 5. There's no, no way. Unless somebody bent it in half before they slabbed it for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, guys, there's been some chatter about perhaps doing a show group submission. Yeah. And I think at the time, to be fair, um, this was back when you were kind of getting lotteried for yeah. spots um, to even be able to send in cards. So now that we know that with these submissions, we can open it up. I mean, I think it's perfect. Okay, we we calling it out? I think if we do it, you must join us on the show and be a part because that part was was really tough. 
yeah. to coordinate that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. So if you're interested in submitting with us and having your grades revealed live on air and being on the show with us, and being on the show. Yeah. Uh, reach out to us at PTTF podcast on Instagram. Let us know you're interested. We'll hook you up. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.